Do you remember when our boss, I think at Aveda, printed out one of our blogs? Oh, yeah, they were pissed. Why are you talking about this? This goes against everything you're working for. And I'm like, because it's a problem. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. By now, our listeners know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use express pay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity free. And Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn more about how Ara Salonware elevates your business or visit arasalonware.com slash DTH. Are you still having constant conversations around color waste with your team? Have more proactive conversations with real numbers that can help create less waste. SalonScale software is a pro stylist app that gets your team educated on the real costs of doing business. SalonScale is a great solution for wasting less color and making more profit. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off. Two thousand twelve, March 9th, 2012, I had just moved to Tampa. No, I just moved to St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I no. was in Tampa. Yes, St. Petersburg. I had just moved to St. Petersburg. I met Sid at the Aveda Institute of Tampa Bay. St. Petersburg. We weren't or in St. Tampa Bay yet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was 23. 23- you were about to turn no. 24. No, no, no. <laughs> Do we even know? This is 2012, I would have been 22. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. True. So I was 22 and I was about to turn 23. That's and right. I was the young, angsty. I came in guns a blazing. I remember when I got that job at Aveda, they go, well, how much are you looking to make? And I didn't know what to say. And I Anybody has it that age. I didn't know what to say, but I like I gave them a number that I thought was appropriate. And I think the number was too high. And they go, well, this job is about passion and love, not money. <laughs> and I wish I could turn back time and smack that person right in the mouth. How about um, you keep the passion and love? And I do. Yeah, you give me that cash. <laughs> so, of course, I, you know, at 22, I'm like, oh, of course, all about the passion and love and mm-hmm. not about the money. <laughs> anyway, so I start working for a beta Institute St. Pete and I meet Sid kind of randomly one day. Like I knew her. We were opposite shifts too. Yeah. There was A schedule and B schedule. And when we worked there, we got little walkie talkies Mm -hmm. and I loved wearing a walkie talkie. It made me feel so powerful. Um, (laughs) False sense of power. I just would just talk. I just like, hey, what you, what you guys doing? <laughs> well, I remember using it like against people, like <laughs> clients that were out of control. I would like have it on my shoulder <laughs> and be like trying to get security. So I meet Sid and 
I say hi. And then she goes, oh, you smell like my wife because Mm -hmm. I. I was married to a different woman back then. You were married to a different woman. That was 10 years ago. And she apparently wore Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm -hmm. And that was it. We didn't really have much of a relationship beyond that. Yeah, we didn't not. Um, I don't think we did not like each other, but we just didn't. No, we, we just worked together. Yeah, like you, we, it was a working relationship. I was right? actually closer with someone named Jessica, uh-huh. oh, um, who her. was working working on the same schedule as me, and she was kind of like training me at the mm-hmm. time, and she was lovely. She also told me that I got the job at Aveda because I was kicked out of salons for being an alcoholic and drug abuser, which I thought was hilarious because she I don't like that? drugs. Yeah, she told me that I went, the first day I got there. She goes, you know, the rumor is that you were oh, you, you got kicked. You don't even I, do drugs. I know. And you barely um, even drank wine la- then. I think like I was like, I we're drink. doing shots because I'm older. Yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't a huge drinker back then, but I, um, and now I'm just a raging alcoholic. But I, <laughs> That's what but in your 30s. I remember her telling me this and I had, it wasn't surprising because I had heard this rumor. You know, when you work for Aveda for as long as I did, mm-hmm. you, things just start churning, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I also, there was also a rumor that I was stealing Aveda color, which I, I never I heard any of this rumors. This, this shocks me. Yeah. So I just kind of want to know what just I heard stuff. when you came in that you yeah. literally had transformed all the salons that you worked in. So yeah. I, I remember that's the truth. That is the truth because you got awards for it. But I, <laughs> I remember hearing that and be like, all wow, this kid's a big deal. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this kid's a big fucking deal because. I'm like, he's a baby. Maybe Jessica just told me that to she probably break just wanted my to ego. Like, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Because I'm like, I didn't hear those things. And I don't ever remember. That was literally the first. Anyways, moving on. So when you're in your 20s, your reputation is like everything to you. Like, well, it was to me at least. And so I remember being like, oh, shit, that's not. Well, number one, that's not true. But mm-hmm. it was just a weird time. So I knew Jessica and some other people. But I did not know you that well. And then my birthday was coming up. And I had just put my mom in like rehab or something. I don't, I put mm-hmm. her somewhere. I, I had to put her somewhere uh, <laughs> to get for babysitting. And <laughs> it was like a that. really rough time. It was a rough year. And uh, it was my birthday. And somehow you had found out. I don't really remember how you found out. Jessica probably told you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any plans. And you kind of jumped in. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody ditched, ditched you. Like everyone that yeah. would, they were like, we're going to go do this, this and this. You didn't make plans. And then everyone canceled on you. And I was like, right. fuck that. Birthdays are so important to me. Like, I, gotta I, be honest, be, I mean, they're not, I would have been, you would have been, fine. I would have been fine. I was not I was tolerating home, that. But Sid was mad. I was pissed. Um, and I was like, we're going out. And I took him out. We had a blast. We, went, we danced all night long. I remember I still have pictures of it. We went to Ybor City mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. <laughs> If any of you know where Ybor City is, it is if Tim Burton was a gay, <laughs> it's so was a gay fun. circus freak. <laughs> that's the vibe of Ybor City. It's like a Tim it's Burton a blast. film. It's yeah, it's wonderful. Actually, what uh, I remembered it's it quite was terrifying. A blast. I don't know if it like, is anymore. I think it was a blast because we didn't think that we might die. But I think now, <laughs> no one does when they're in their twenties. That, but like looking back, I'm like we. Could have died multiple times. Oh. And we went to this, so we went to this club and it was sink or swim. And I remember Sid was showing off. So she knew the bartender. <laughs> and basically we she I think you paid $20 and we just drank for free mm-hmm. or something. Like something well, ridiculous. We drank premium instead oh, yeah, we of well premium. that you pay for when you go in. I felt very fancy. And, and we had blast. Was, we had a 
So we had so much fun. And then I think we just like somehow manipulated our schedules to be together. <laughs> and we were working we, together all the time. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we got it all, we, we got that all worked out. And then from there, we started something called the Trichology Project, mm-hmm. you and I. I mean, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a little ways, but. Well, also you had a coach since you were 16. Mm-hmm. And then I started working with your coach. Then. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. Sarah Weston. Yep. So which that was the life change that was the life changing moment right there. That both of us were being coached. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> and life. we didn't know, you know, it was for our own personal lives. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, but we then started wanting to do creative things together. So we created the trichology project and we did like Naha. Mm-hmm. which I look back and I'm like, oh, we tried. Uh, we did Naha. <laughs> we did a bunch submission. of like hair events and hair we shows. We did hair events. We had the my blog. Favorite, one of my favorite shows was the zombie. Oh my God. I don't even remember what it was called, but we that did, was it was so, like culty. It was, it, yeah. It was so good. Like, I actually think it was some of the best work we've done. Same. I still look at it and I'm like, we put I think our we were channeling soul into that. I think we were channeling our future selves. Yeah. For sure. Our higher selves were popping out. And it was so much fun. And we were doing photo shoots and we were connecting with photographers and we were doing fashion week. We were traveling. Yeah. And at this point we were we were teaching for Aveda and traveling with them. And doing, then we started working for Home Shopping Network. Yeah. Then we started doing HSN and like we were on like twenty four hour TV sometimes. Oh, and that like was so much fun. Insane. I do I would do that again. I, I enjoyed the Home Shopping Network lifestyle mm-hmm. um it's it's as friendly as it looks blast yeah and we have so many stories from, but so I, many stories that's a different episode. that's a different episode but, <laughs> but that's the thing i think we we started to work together our careers were growing we we started to become best friends and we knew we wanted to do something big but we really didn't know what we also were working in salons so we or we were going into salons to help them and i mm-hmm. think that's when things started to click we're like oh like this industry is kind of fucked up and that's when we started mm-hmm. to write about it. And we had um, the blog on Tumblr, which was the dispensary. The dispensary. And that <laughs> was fun. And the name of the company was the Trichology Project, because, of course, we have to make our names complicated and hard to spell and say. And <laughs> in that blog, you wrote um, you wrote a blog called Destroy the Hairdresser. Yeah. Which was and about... I, it was really just about... Basically, I hated, it came from me hating being called a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. But I think that article actually made me, after I wrote it, Love I was it. like, oh, I'm a fucking hairdresser. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, even the word hairdresser, I think I even wrote about how I hate that word. Because it's been, there's so many stereotypes. There's so yeah. many. But then, you know, then like there's in hair- film and movies and ideas in society were, were definitely thought of as less than, or back then we were, I think it's definitely shifted in 10 years for sure. Like yeah. people are valuing us more as artists. I think we actually dumb ourselves down sometimes more oh, yeah. than society. But back then it was a little bit different. It was a little bit different. Yeah. And that was coming off of that was 10 years ago, but that was from 10 years prior to that. Yeah, that trauma. And the you know internet, I mean? so like, like, <laughs> this is like, remember Instagram had just launched. So like this was... Where yeah, we, we weren't really... It wasn't... Instagram wasn't... A thing. You know, it was really for your coffee cup photos. <laughs> yeah. Like... That were way over filtered. remember my first picture was like me smoking a cigarette on a balcony in New York. You know what I mean? Like it was... Yeah, and like it was like filtered... In New York. And it was blurry and filtered to the it, max. Oh, for sure. With like a... 
ridiculous <laughs> caption. I don't even think we did. did I don't think there were captions I think, yet. I think it was just photos. Yet. So, wow. I feel it's, I'm starting to feel way old, old. but I, <laughs> but I remember writing that article and there was a lot of things in between what we, yeah. what we did then and what we did now. I mean, we were going to open a school. We were going to open up a, a salon. We were going to actually partner with Aveda and open an Aveda salon. We were, mm-hmm. we started a, whole team of hairdressers for Home Shopping Network that we were basically the agency for. For, We were yeah. doing so much stuff. And like I tell it everyone, It was all leading up to what we're doing now. We, we just were trying to yeah. figure it out. And someone asked us at Bayou St. Blonde, I think back in 2018, how did you start? And we started to tell this story and this memory came into my mind that we were sitting in a coffee shop and we literally yeah. wrote the idea for what we, for this, the foundation of what this coaching company is now on napkin. Someone asked if we still have the napkin. I'm like, no, we threw that shit in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Gone. No. I do have notebook after notebook after notebook of just sketches and ideas and I words. Literally, but... We just send each other things randomly because we'll find shit from like our first logo or our first something. Yeah. And we're just like, oh my God, you remember this? Like, And so we decided this has to be bigger than us. This industry needs help. We need to do something. Like we have to save these businesses. We have to and save these And we want to do it. And we want to do it. I wanted I yeah. wanted to work in an industry where charging for my time or having unlimited time off or using social media and technology was a thing. And yeah. making the kind of money that I wanted to make was was a thing and achievable. And so you and I were on a mission and fought for it. And so we literally quit our corporate jobs <laughs> with all the benefits and we moved to New York <laughs> City and we lived together and suffered together and took care of each other. And I mean, literally we tell the story all the time. It'd be like, we both went and worked in salons, but we, when we went into those salons, we were like, yeah, this is we how went, we're going to work. Right. We went in looking back. It was really ballsy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but we I was basically like, we're, were I'm like, I'm going to charge this. I'm going to work yeah. this and I'm going to have time off. And some salons were like, Nope. And some were like, we just want you, but we don't know how this looks. And they yeah. were kind of working through it with us because we wanted to make sure our methods worked for the hairdresser and how they benefited the salon owner. I think that's what's funny too, is like when people ask us what our experiences are with these tools, they're full on firsthand experience in the sense that when we talk about the freedoms and the scheduling freedoms and the hourly price, these are all things that we did and we did them in spaces that they weren't doing them. Yeah. So, you know, when people are like, I don't know if my team will get on board. It's like, I did it in an environment where nobody even, I mean, we, they, I was the only one I, doing it. I was the only experiment. one doing it. And like, no one knew what to do with me. It was a, it was a really interesting first couple of years in New York city because I would, I don't know if I have the energy to that now. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> but I did then. It was really, okay. We have this idea. We hadn't even launched the program yet. We were really we really experimenting. Does this work? We were experimenting even living in a new city and how at this time it was um, almost 2016. So how to use social media to build clientele, build a brand, build everything. So we were on the verge of that. And I think that's what was really cool is like we spent like a year implementing all our methods that we teach. Obviously, By the way, we didn't know what they were. <laughs> no, no, no. We were just, we kind of knew what we, the vibe we were going We for. knew the life we wanted and How what do we that get would there? take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have tweaked those methods to be updated in the industry and, yeah. you know, move since then. But we got our first students and we launched the program. You built the website. 
and oh, I was I, doing social media and we didn't I would know sit anything. Up all night. Mm-hmm. Sid would wake up to new things because mm-hmm. I would work all night. I still kind of like go to bed now because I'm old, but <laughs> I used to sit up all night and make things. But I, I remember my my first student. I don't remember who your first student was, but I my did. first Haley. student was Ida Lex, who lives in Queens, New York, and she has a very successful business. She actually just reached out. Um, she's coming reasoning. back. I think she's going back to coaching, but she's like, like she did all the things that we recommended and she's doing great. And now she's like, I need to open another salon and open a bigger space. So it's so nice. You know, we don't talk about this enough in coaching because I think we are always trying to get new students. Yeah. We have a lot of boomerang students, but we have, yeah, we have something called boomerang students where like they leave and come back. And I'm so proud of that part of our program because it means it works Mm -hmm. and the doors are always open. They need a little break. That's cool. And then they're like, new project, need my coach. I'm coming back. And I think when we first went into coaching, we would get really caught up in the details and we'd have to like sit with each other and remind each other, like, we are just here to help, whatever that looks like. It's that's why we didn't do the template version of coaching. We we weren't like, okay, here's your template on how to hire and fire. And it wasn't that even though we have more of those things now, it's still the methods back then were like, these are the methods we want to teach people. But really what we know is that to problem solve with someone, you just have to talk with them where they're at. Yeah. We might talk for three months on this one thing until you can move past it or change it or transform it. But that was what was kind of missing is like people were signing up for programs. And I remember I was signed up for programs and it was like, okay, you completed the program. I'm like, but I didn't talk to anyone or get what I need. I did like the steps, mm-hmm. but I don't feel any different. And I think when you're in DTH coaching, we wanted you to feel different. Yeah. I mean, we're still really fighting for it. I think one thing out of the past 10 years that I've really gotten was a thick skin because when we first launched the program and we had a very successful blog, we moved the blog from Tinder or Tinder, Tumblr. <laughs> Can you imagine? From oh my t- gosh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Start a coaching company on the Tinder platform. <laughs> Write that down. From Tumblr to um, an actual website, hosted website. And that continued. I mean, at the time, I think blogs were super, they were more powerful than they are now and they're still impactful. But now I think people have, are getting obviously like virtual information. Do you remember when they, I can't remember, it was our boss, I think at Aveda that printed out one of our blogs. Oh yeah, they were pissed. They were like, why are you posting? Why are you talking about this? This goes against everything you're working for. And I'm like, because it's a problem. (laughs) But then I remember thinking in that, moment like someone the person who found that was looking for that shit mm-hmm. like they were looking for People they were mad that were about talking what, crap no no i think they were looking for i think they were thinking those things oh, and then we and then came up, up and then I'm they with you backstabbed now. us <laughs> but i but I, I i remember thinking like oh that's that's how you go viral uh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's, like, that's how you say. get people's attention. We had just launched the pro, like, you know, flashback to 2016. We had launched the program. We were getting students. It was just you and me. We had a handful of students, which was a lot. And every year you and I had raised our coaching prices as we grew as coaches and the company grew. You and I raised our prices just like we teach our hairdressers to do. Everything we practice actually fundamental and behind the scenes of destroy the hairdresser is exactly how we set up the salon. So like we're still practicing the same methods and the same business practices. And I remember it started to get even more attention. Our following on Instagram started to grow and it was all happening kind of quickly. 
And we actually had uh, people threaten to take us down. We had people try to buy us out because they did not like what we were creating. And in the sense, not in the sense of fully just what we were saying, but just in the sense of we were challenging industry standards and that was people didn't like it. And so they were trying to buy us out. And at the time we were we were like struggling financially just to survive. We thought about it. We did think about it because, you know, and, and what's funny is. The offer was so small, but at the time that was so big and we were like, we can create a different company. But then we were like, no, like we can't give up now. Like this has to, we have to fight for it. And I'm so thankful that we didn't take those offers because what we have now is just by far whatever I could imagine that we could become and what this business could become. You know, we don't talk about this part of our journey that much. I And I think the reason is because we've just... I don't know about you, but I've just been able to pause and look back. I know. <laughs> I feel like we have. Well, that and that was going to bring me to my next in the timeline. Come 2018, you and I had so many students trying to get in with us that, and we were raising prices, and people weren't leaving. And same thing that happens behind the chair. And we podcast needed help. started in 2016, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think and end then, of 2016, going into 70, it was called Bleached. Yeah. It wasn't even called the Destroy the Hairdresser. It's podcast. still up. You can still listen to it. And also it's still we, part of these. Obviously, when we launched the company, we changed it. Or when we launched the coaching part, we changed it from Trichology Project to Destroy the Hairdresser. And in 2018, we hired our first four coaches and we needed mm-hmm. the help. And that was terrifying to like admit that like it wasn't just you and me. And we, you know, we need if we wanted to become what we wanted to become, it cannot just be me and you. I think people assume that we're on some I, I think they people assume what mission we're on. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, we have told people what our mission is, but I think however anyone translates that is kind of interesting. And I just want to clarify that, like, the only mission we're on is to help mm-hmm. the best way that we're, you and I know how. And we're challenging you. That's how we're exactly. helping is we're challenging you th- to think in Salon differently. And, and to go all the way back, like you just said, to Salon differently, mm-hmm. and to go all the way back to, like, when we were coaching with Sarah that was what we had. Yeah. And we had someone who was pushing us, challenging us, upsetting us, Holding disrupting us our Calling thought us process. out on our bullshit. I mean, it was... So when you're wondering where that comes from with Destroy the Hairdresser, it comes from... you, can, Sarah Weston, you can email her. But <laughs> she... But in a wonderful way, she was our teacher and our coach that just like... I mean, it was brutal. And we're still being coached today. I mean, you and I still have the same coach. It's not Sarah anymore. We miss her. But we do have another coach. And what's funny is now, and we talked about it before, like you and I do weekly coaching sessions together. And then we do weekly sessions apart. And then we're also yeah. in therapy separately, not together. But right. But we are not we, yet. Because I'm like, <laughs> we're walking, we're gonna walk this walk, talk this talk. Yeah. Because I mean, that's we're gonna do the work that our students do. And all of our coaches are in coaching, they're being coached by us, they're in their own coaching journey. Like we are holding ourselves accountable to such a high standard because of what we want to do in this industry. And I think that's the part that like I know is so valuable is like if we want, how can we teach if we're not constantly challenging ourselves, if we're not constantly uncomfortable? Well, I don't know about you, but I am excited to, this is our last podcast for 2022 and I am okay saying goodbye to 2022 and hello 2023. I'm so stoked for next year and like, yeah. I mean, maybe I I hope it's not like when we thought, you know, 2019, we were stoked for 2020. I know. <laughs> but I, but I, I, it's been 10 years. It's been a wild. Yeah. Ride. I mean, we, our podcast has surpassed 
what I ever thought it would be. I can't believe we have sponsors that just support and love what we say. I mean, we have an incredible team of almost 20 behind the scenes and coaches and back end that are fully. It's bizarre. They're fully a part of, they love our business as much as us. Like it's their own business and they are actively helping us and working for themselves and, and just all the salons that we've opened as a group and hairdressers that we helped and lives that we've changed. And it's, it's hard to say that because, you know, it's hard to talk highly of yourself, but I'm just like, I look back and I'm just like, It's impressive. We're impressive. We're not done. I know. I can't. We can't even tell you what's coming next year, but I am excited for it. (laughs) Yeah, we're not done yet. And I think in we hope for a day that our company isn't needed because everyone is charging what they should. Every hairdresser is making the money that they want to make and they have set boundaries and they are living the lives that they want and they have fulfillment and consciousness and peace and all yeah, of if the you good wanna, things. If you want us to go away, then Raise let's your get busy solving the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> no more toxic salons. So, I mean, I happy 10 years. I mean, this literally is our happy 10, 10 this was our 10 years and we look good. I think we look better than when we started. Too. Like Astrid showed me, a, we looked at a picture of when I was like 21 and like probably because we were just partying and, you know, like, and I was just like, holy <laughs> crap. Like, but I think no, we look good. I think that's what we, we have to think about just, you know, and we appreciate everyone that listens to this podcast. I, I appreciate you so much. I know David does too. It just because mm-hmm. you are part of this mission with us. You are on this. Yeah. You just listening. You just listening and you know, sharing what you learn. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't take a lot, you know, to be part of what we're doing. It's really just listening, learning, taking what we say, seeing if it applies, telling your colleagues about it, sharing the podcast, taking a class. I mean, it, it's not hard to make the changes. I think now we've set up an environment where people can change easily. Mm-hmm. We could keep talking, but if you didn't keep sharing us, we wouldn't really have anyone talk to you. So thank you to all our listeners and happy new year. Happy New Year. See you on the other side.